Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Welcome back, returning listeners, and hello to new listeners of Love Your Life Podcast. As always, I enjoy coming on here every single week, giving you helpful tips to improve your overall health and wellness. And this week's episode, I wanted to touch base on how to stay motivated to do your workouts and stay on that healthy track, because I know this is a question I get asked quite often is, hey, Stephanie, Like I can stay motivated in the beginning of the year with all those New Year's resolutions and everything else and all that momentum going to the gym, but how do you stay motivated outside of that initial onset of trying a new program? And many of us have tried this before, where we try a new exercise program or a new diet, and it's great in that beginning phases, but then as time goes on, we get tired, we don't want to do it any longer, obstacles come in our way, uh, things like work, things like family obligations, all these other things kind of coming our way. Maybe even the weather is kind of crappy and we just don't feel like going out there and doing it. I know I've been there before. I used to be an early morning riser going into the gym at 5.30 in the morning before heading out to work for my nine to five job. Since leaving corporate America and starting my own business, my schedule's all over the place. I have clients as early as 5.45 in the morning. My exercises are not consistent because my schedule is not really consistent in between doing corporate wellness things and between teaching classes, um, doing seminars and everything else. So I have to sneak it in when it can be. But I will tell you that one of the tips that I will be sharing in a moment is consistency. But if you're like me and you don't have that, I'll be sharing some tips on how to stay motivated too. And I know weather's here in Michigan. It could be really nice and sunny at times where you might want to be outside. And then there's other times where it's freaking frigid cold, especially in the winter, and you do not want to get out of bed. And it's very hard for me to stay motivated when my alarm clock is going off and it's cold and I'm snuggling up in bed with my dog on one side and my husband on the other and it's super comfortable and everything is telling me just lay in bed. You don't need to go and do that workout. Who don't You don't need to wake that breakfast in the morning. Just pick up something quick to go and be on your merry way. But that's not getting us closer to our goals, right? Well, I want to share with you some tips that I have found to be very beneficial when it comes to creating a new habit. And the first one is going to be on mindset. You might be wondering, what the heck does your mindset have to do when staying motivated? But it has actually everything to do with it. 
So if you dread doing things like working out, and I know a lot of people think working out is a chore. I mean, let's face it. You go to work, you come home, you have to cook dinner, you have to take the kids out to their outings, you have to go to these after work activities, whatever it may be. And the last thing that you feel like doing is to get a workout in either in the crack in the morning or later in the afternoon. It just seems like another chore to do, like doing laundry. And believe me, I'm not a fan of doing laundry at all. So when you think of it in that way and you start to dislike doing these certain types of things, it's considered a punishment. Really, you want to look outside of it as a punishment and look at it as something that is going to be something that you love to do in a self-care regimen. So finding something that you absolutely enjoy doing is going to be a lot better. Also, if you have little ones at home, Think of it as I am changing my lifestyle both for myself and to be a really good example for my kids on what healthy looks like. So that might be creating healthy habits around the dinner table. That might be creating healthy habits by being active with your kids or even just changing the word workout or exercise, which can seem so daunting into movement. So I like movement a lot better. It's thinking of things that your body can do for movement. That could be you know, if you like rollerblading, if you like playing soccer with your kids, if you like gardening, um, if you like doing dance classes, maybe you enjoy swimming, finding something that it, it, that you enjoy doing and changing that perspective instead of calling it a workout, calling it a movement. Same thing when it comes to diet, instead of calling it a diet, because diet has such a negative connotation, changing it into a lifestyle change. This is not just a temporary yo-yo thing where you're going to be trying it for a couple of weeks and you're going to fall off track. This is a complete lifestyle thing. The other thing I would say, another tip number two, is to take it slow. I see so many of people that are super ambitious and they feel like they're going to go from a couch potato to all of a sudden working out six days a week because that's what they read in an article about how much to work out. And they do it for a while and then they hit a wall and they get tired and their muscles are sore and everything else because they're dealing with all that lactic acid buildup and they don't feel like doing it any longer. They're like, I have a hard time walking up and down the stairs. This exercise becomes very daunting. I hate doing this kind of cardio because, again, it's a punishment. I don't have time. All these things kind of come up. So start off small. Start off with maybe, you know, if you're going from no exercise and starting off to doing two days a week right, for 30 minutes, and then eventually add it to three days a week, and you could do a full body exercise, you could find something that you, a class that you enjoy doing, you could do some kind of cardio, start off small, and then slowly start to add it up, don't come out of the gate thinking that you're going to do six days a week, again, two days a week, add on another day, every couple of weeks, and then slowly add it on from there, I had a client who wanted to get back on his airdyne, and we made a commitment, and he was like, I'm going to get on it every single day, and I'm like, that's great, but Let's start off small. Instead of you doing an hour like you said that you're going to be doing, let's start off at 30 minutes. And then 30 minutes became 35 minutes, became 40 minutes. And so every two weeks we kept adding it on until it became 60 minutes and it became so habitual and he enjoyed doing it that on the days that he, you know, didn't do it first thing in the morning, he felt icky. That's where you want to be. Same thing when it comes to diet. Don't just jump into a diet thing. If you are but if you are a meat eater and you want to become vegan. Take it slow, maybe starting off with one day a week that you're not eating meat and then slowly start to add on more days and then become vegetarian. And then slowly, if cheese is your thing or dairy products is your thing, slowly start to eliminate that. 
we have such a mentality of it all or nothing. Try to do something. Something is better than nothing at all. Okay, so think of it like that. All right, tip number three is to schedule a regular workout time. Now, this is for people who can get it in on a regular basis. If you are like me and your schedule's all over the place, I know this is not a very helpful tip, but we found studies have shown that people who are most committed exercisers do it every single day before the sun even comes up or late at night when the kids are in bed. This is the time, you know, I used to always do it early in the morning. I said before the shit hit the fan, excuse my French, but that is when I had me time because I didn't have to worry about work. And I knew that my job when I worked um, in corporate, I, it was not a nine to five job. It was a nine till whatever I finished doing my lobbying, legislative kind of stuff. Sometimes I was driving 45 minutes. Sometimes I was traveling. Sometimes I had to go entertain people until midnight. So after work, there was no guarantee that I was going to get to the gym. That is why I did it first thing in the morning. So if that works for you, then great. Some people have um, time midday where their offices allow them to get a workout and midday. Do it midday. I teach at a couple of different gym facilities where that midday time is perfect for them. Other people also have a flexible schedule where their job allows them to do it before they go home um, and pick up the kids. Because the moment you exit out of that job, especially if you have other things, you go beeline. You might have your gym equipment in your in your bag, but you're probably going to beeline directly to home, start cooking and going into that routine. So be prepared, you know, try to find a gym closest to your job so that you're not stuck in traffic and frustrated with all of that kind of stuff. Just get it in as quickly as possible if you're going to be doing it after work and make sure that if you have kids, you arrange things like that. Or maybe doing it after you have your meal, sneak out when the kids are asleep, or maybe do an exercise video at home. There's a variety of different things that you can possibly do. All right. So that is number... Um, yeah, it was actually number four. And then another one is to reach out for others for support. This is absolutely key. So many times we try to do something on our own. Joining a support group has a really great way to bring connection to all of us. A lot of times we do online workout um, programs and um or we go to the gym solo, and some people can be very motivated on it. Other people like that group aspect. So maybe that is having a trainer that you know that you're paying for the service, and if you don't show up, it's still being deducted out of your bank account if money is a thing that kind of gives you a little pain in your chest that you're spending money and you're not utilizing it. Or maybe it is a friend. Making sure that that friend is actually going to be there at the gym. You don't want to have a friend that's not motivated either because that's not going to work the moment they cancel, you're going to cancel. Or maybe it's a group fitness class that you are going to make sure that you stay on track of those. I really, really like having it so that you um, have a trainer to start off with and getting used to and accustomed to that program. They're going to hold you accountable. They're going to push you a little bit more. They're going to make sure that you're doing the exercises with correct form until you get into a habit that you can do it um, on your own. Because again, one or two days a week, whatever it may be, is not sufficient enough. You need to have something else. If you're doing things online, whether it's an online program um, through someone like myself or another coach or um, exercise program, still having that accountability partner to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success. Not just when it comes to your workouts, 
but also when it comes to your nutrition. You want to make sure that you are definitely set up for success because too often we fall off track and we fall off super hard. So when we have obstacles that come up, parties, travel, family outings, whatever it may be, we are still on track for those kind of things. And my last tip is to reward yourself with something. Maybe it is picking out some cute new um, gym workout clothes. Maybe it is um, going and treating yourself to a massage or a spa day or a manicure. Don't reward yourself with food. Too often we sit there and say like, oh, well, I did X amount of time at the gym, so I deserve to have da-da-da-da. I've done it too. That's not the way to think about it. Reward yourself with something else. Maybe it is um, having someone coming in and doing some of your household work so you don't have to worry about it. Just find something really nice as a reward that's not related to food. And then this is a bonus tip. Don't be afraid to take breaks. Like breaks are okay because sometimes we go on go, go, go mode. And I'm pretty much almost on the brink of that where today I end up getting multiple cars for new opportunities um, to help with nutrition seminars and things like that, which is great. And as much as I want to do them, I know that I don't have the time to do them. So I have to give myself a break because I'm teaching classes. I'm doing all this stuff. So something's got to give or else I'm going to break down. When I feel like I am overwhelmed, it is perfectly okay to take a break at that time. No one is going to hit you upside your head and tell you that you cannot take a break. Breaks are necessary means to relax and rejuvenate, get that energy levels back up so that you are able to be on your absolute A game. I know this is a really quick episode, but I just wanted to just give you a couple of tips If you're looking for someone to hold you accountable or you have no idea where to start when it comes to a nutrition plan, when it comes to an exercise plan, and you want to have that extra accountability and support, do me a favor. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. Head on over to my website and book a free consultation, and then we can talk a little bit more about what working with me looks like because I provide those services. I provide you with an exercise plan, provide you with a meal plan that is customized to you. I also give you that accountability and support. I am that cheerleader. I am that coach. I'm that person that's going to be that listening ear when you really need to have it. And that quick swift in the butt when you fall off track and you start to make lame excuses on why you don't want to do these things like, oh, I'm tired or, oh, you know, I just don't feel like doing it or I didn't prepare all that stuff. I've heard them all. We all make those excuses. Let's figure out ways to kind of react that so that we can stay on track for the long term and stay motivated. Because again, our motivations are going to come and go, but we want to make sure that we have a strong support system that is making sure that we are not staying so far off track that we fall into a deep rut. All right. Stay tuned next week because next week I have actually interviewing an amazing woman named Debbie. She is coming on board to talk a little bit more about emotional eating. I've been asked a lot of questions about that. So Debbie Thompson is going to cover all of that. She is a health coach that focuses on emotional eating. Um, So if you have any questions on how to combat that, please stay tuned next week. And if you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and share it with a friend who you think would benefit from this episode or any of the previous episodes. I hope you have an amazing day and enjoy your weekend and I will see you all next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Love Your Life podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes.
If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at fwl underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.